Do 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 do. Switch Mania Playcast. Welcome to the Switch Mania Playcast episode five. We're back. We are back. <laughs> <laughs> you going, can't get rid of us. Going with the classics. <laughs> back in 1995 for today. <laughs> this is probably, Good segue. I, I would say definitely one of the probably least played games we're going to see. Uh, from the community yeah. <laughs> and if, even like once we start going over it's like really like one-sidedly <laughs> bad reviews and everything so it'll yeah be, it'll be a interesting one to, to chat about for sure today and it's one that i was looking forward to playing a lot you know that oh yeah i definitely <laughs> know <laughs> it's just <laughs> funny but like it'll be it'll be interesting um yes so let's start up with um with what we've been up to and the uh, the feedback from the last episode. Mm-hmm. So what have we had going on with the last episode with feedback? Sure. Well, we did get our first actual comment on iTunes from Waffle Nader. Mm. Uh, I mean, he may be a reviewer for JP Switchmania, but I did not ask him to post that, that comment. So that was all on his own and, and very much appreciated. Yeah, uh, thank you, Waffle Nader. Yes, thank you. He is enjoying the... The show, and I'm glad because that's that's what this should be about. It should be enjoyable and something good to listen to at work or on on your ride to work or anywhere you're going or when you're home and you have nothing to do. So it's nice that you know he's enjoying it, and and it looks like we have a a regular, which is nice. Exactly, it's awesome, and yeah. I'm checking right now. So we still have we have six ratings, so that's pretty cool. Six ratings. That's good. Oh yeah. Awesome, and thank you everybody for the ratings. We appreciate. Yes, it. thank you. The classics, the classics. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, basically, with the housekeeping, um, I know you got the contest going on. Yes, yes, we do. Um, so besides, for obviously, we need to get some jingles in. We haven't had any jingles come in yet, but I'm. Well, we will. Um, we will assume that you all are busy. Figuring out how to top JP is awesome. I think it's time that we publicize this contest a little bit more. Show them what they could win. Maybe I'll even do the jingle in the little video so they they can remember what it sounds like as they're rehearsing. <laughs> like I think it's time we really kick this into gear now. Gotta top this. That's yeah. right. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Yeah, because like basically, you know, it'll be. It'll be interesting to see and see how people can uh, can win, you know, the the free prize. <laughs> exactly. Who doesn't want a free game that's an exclusive overseas? Exactly. So we're tempting y'all, but like this is just for the listeners right now. I know. Uh, beyond this, yeah. then it's gonna start going public. So y'all had uh, a couple week head start. <laughs> <laughs> Get your ideas in. Get your ideas right. in. Um, so let's quickly let's go over to uh, what we've gotten in. Um, as always, I think I'll be going first since I likely got in a lot less than you. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little. You know, this was a lighter week for me, so that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, the first one that I got in, which I posted um, up online, I got in the Hollow Knight Collector's Edition. So I got the big mm-hmm. expansive Hollow Knight, which goes awesome with my hollow knight plushie that i got from back in the day so they got yes. me to double dip for sure <laughs> jerks um that being That's said first time physical though 
Yeah, and that being said, I actually haven't opened it yet, which is sacrilegious for me. I, I like to open <laughs> all my stuff. But I already have it digitally. So mm-hmm. I got a debate, like, do I want to delete or archive said digital game and then put in the put uh, in or you know what I mean? Like, does that obviously it's not going to mess with my save data, but right. But yeah, oh, that's it's like hmm. <laughs> it's a tough one. Yeah. Um. So that'll be interesting, and of course, Hollow Knight's awesome. It's a great Metroidvania style darker platformer. Mm-hmm. Um. Definitely a very difficult game but not impossible and very learnable. I actually like, like, when I, um, anytime that I don't survive in a section, it feels like it's entirely my fault. So that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> entirely my it fault. It means you just that. have to get better at it. Exactly. It makes you work and, and learn the patterns of certain enemies, because each, um, each one of the bigger enemies has a little bit of a, a, a little, um, pa- little pattern. That, but a, mm-hmm. a way to take them out. So it's it's really cool, for sure. Um, the other game, well, well, another game that I got was I picked up uh, Crystal Crisis Collector's Edition. Um, I wasn't going to get it. Uh, initially, I, got, I was going to wait off on it, and then I saw it at a Best Buy, like the actual collector's edition, the only copy on the shelf. And I'm like, mm, I'm going to get it. <laughs> Time to pick it up, right? <laughs> yeah, I think it was 40 bucks or whatever yeah, that's, so. not, yeah. that's not bad it comes with the the fidget uh, not yeah fidget cube and a nice box and it's a good game it's fun and and i learned i'm pretty sure it's nicalis that's how you pronounce it i think that's what we said last time yeah and i think it was like i, Nicol- I hope Nicol- that's i say like nicalis but if it's nicalis then that's interesting too. I'm sure somebody's yeah. been correcting us. They're like, damn, it's annoying me. <laughs> saying it wrong. <laughs> Quit saying it wrong. <laughs> but they make a lot of fun games, and this is their second game now where they've combined characters from their different series and from other series as well. And I like that. It's you know, it's it's a unique take on on a puzzle puzzle game. And it's nice to see, you know, mixing of characters that's not just Smash. Yeah. Exactly, and I mean, the thing is, is it'll be, for me, it'll be how engrossing and how much it draws me in when I play a puzzle game, because mm-hmm. if, if it doesn't draw me in, then I'm going to play it for an hour or two, and then that'll be right. um, kind of what Luminous did for me. I was playing it for like an hour or two, and didn't quite draw me in, um, so we'll see. I, I, I probably it, It's just something needs to click in those games for me. And it mm-hmm. still could later if I give it another shot. So, yeah, it'll be right. interesting to see how uh, Crystal Crisis does. And then my third game that I got was mm-hmm. an old one. So, because yeah. again, I don't buy everything when it first comes out like you do. Uh, <laughs> well, that's good though, because then you remind people of games that have come out that maybe they missed exactly. or they want to replay again. So, I got the Kunio Kun collection. Oh, nice. Yeah. That- and so it's really cool. Uh, obviously, it has all the different River City Ransom and Super Dodgeballs and the Double Dragon games, um, which is ironic because River City Ransom and Double Dragon 2 are mm-hmm. probably my favorite two games on that collection. And both of those now, as of June, I think, both of those now will be on the Nintendo Online. Mm-hmm. So the superior version where you can play online with friends is now... 
<laughs> is now available. Um, <laughs> and then, of course, like not being able to play some of the other games in English is tougher, um, especially games like Ricky Cuno, which is the one that has the three in the title. Um, it's, mm-hmm. the, it's the four-player fighting game, but there's like a lot of options that you can do, but you have to be able to read the options. Like you can get through it and it's playable. But it'd be more. It's more enjoyable if you play the fan translated version, right? And you know that you can play on ROMs or on an EverDrive on the actual Famicom or Nintendo. Whereas you know with that, you're kind of just subjective to the, you know, um, just the experience of the game in straight Japanese. And mm-hmm. so it's a little bit more lacking for me. Um, but the collection is really solid. Uh, there's multiple different backgrounds that you can choose, which is pretty cool. Uh, and of course I still enjoy just playing all the classic games. Yeah. And I, and like you said, I like that the ones that came out in the U S are in English. So that's yes. nice that, you know, that it does feature that option and, and like, and yeah, the other ones for the most part, you could, you could get through with that with very little issues, which is, which is, which makes that a fun collection to own. And it's always good. I always, I always love collections on the switch like the sega genesis collection this collection the atari collection i love multiple games on one card you know you could just go to the menu switch the games not have to necessarily switch a uh, cartridge in and out of the console itself Mm -hmm. and it's fun to just have all those old games together i love that i still haven't picked up the atari or the sega collections on and i will because I mean, I absolutely want the the Sega or the um the Atari one especially. Mm-hmm. Um, the Sega one, I mean, they've released so many different Sega ones. Yeah. And I mean, I have Genesis games, and I'm working on Genesis book on my Nomad. So it's like, I mean, I I will eventually get them, but it's just mm-hmm. get them for the right price. Like I got Kunio Kun, um, from a member of the Facebook group, and oh the nice, Switch, yeah, the Switch Facebook group, and it was cheaper than what it is online because you know it's. Yeah, you can't beat that. Everybody does great prices on the, on the groups, so I definitely picked that up there. Um, I I do want yeah I I and of course um the Hollow Nut I absolutely um pre-ordered that on Fan Gamer. Mm-hmm. So um, so what did you get in, Mister Fancy Pants? <laughs> Fancy Pants. There's only ten games this week. Well, actually, so far, not even the week's not even over yet. Just just so far since we last spoke. But the last game I got on Friday was Pixar. What so is Pixar? I've seen it and it looks like I don't know. <laughs> it looks, it looks like, like mine. It looks like Minecraft. Yeah, yeah. It has that kind of style, and it's from the. Uh, oh man, I forget what the other series is. The uh, Ark. It came out last year. Ark Survival. Oh, Yes, Ark Survival. So I believe it's from that universe, but it's more in the Minecraft style. Hmm. Open world exploration, uh, lots of customization. The feedback I've seen so far, I you know I haven't played it, uh, but I've had friends in the group play it, and they say there's a lot to handle in terms of like menu options and and just controls. So that part's a little clunky, but it seems somewhat enjoyable. Maybe I'll try it. I'm not sure. Obviously, I collect it because i need to have it in the collection but what's interesting it does say up to 64 players for online play so whatever that means that's a, that's a big group wow so that's almost getting to be like a you know the massive online games yeah hmm that'd be it, pretty fun 
yeah, maybe one day we'll do it on the Switch Mania Playcast and I'll be forced to open it up. Force me to buy it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so there's one game you probably got this week that I'll have a story on to hopefully. Hopefully you got it, which I'm pretty sure you did. So. Okay, we'll see if it came in. <laughs> All right, so so the next game I got was Among the Sleep Enhanced Edition. So that's from Sodesco. And it's a award-winning psychological horror game. And nice. it looks really cool. You and your teddy bear have to go explore around the house where grave dangers are lurking in the dark. And that's all it says on the back of the box. But I've heard pretty good things about it. Uh, and this is one that I do want to play it. For some reason, I don't know, ever since we played Outlast, I, I'm in that, that horror kind of mode. And, <laughs> and I'm glad that we're getting more titles in that genre on the Switch. So this one just seems very interesting. And, you know, it was only $30, so it's not that bad of a price point. And maybe it'll be good. Okay, so the next game I got was from Limited Run Games. It finally came in. It's Bomb Chicken. Oh, nice. You got Bomb Chicken in. Yeah, from Nitrum. So there was only a regular edition of this one. They never did the collectors. But it looks hilarious. It looks awesome. Uh, Again, this is another one that I really do want to pop in and play. And I don't know the length of the game, but it just looks very enjoyable. You know what's interesting is I haven't gotten Bomb Chicken in the mail, and I haven't gotten my Bloodstained Collector's Edition in the mail yet. Did you order anything with it? I don't know. I I don't remember. <laughs> like that. Oh, those, okay. <laughs> those type of things. I I could have like doubled them up, but I'm like, man, I haven't gotten either of those. I I typically wait. So like right now, whatever's on limited run games, I think it's Dragon's Lair. I'm waiting till Friday for the from you know, Momodora. And then yeah, I, I might double it up. <laughs> so I, I I will say this for anyone who doesn't know what Bomb Chicken is. I'm just gonna read the back because it's only two sentences, and it just sets the pace perfectly. It says after a freak accident. A seemingly ordinary chicken becomes a bomb-laying, free-range hero. Discover the darkest-kept secrets of the fast food giant known as BFC and their best-selling addictive blue sauce. So if that doesn't scream, I need to play you right now. I don't think anything's going to sell me on that game. <laughs> so nothing's going to sell you on it then. <laughs> oh, no, I'm, I'm, told, I'm ready to just start playing it now. I'm, I'm, the cover is awesome. It's it looks just ridiculous. Chicken with bombs underneath it and just explosions in the back, and it's awesome. So that was my third game. The fourth game is what I've called a fossicle because it's not a true physical. It is a UK uh, official game of the Ashes, Cricket 19. So it's a download code in a box or in a case. Mm-hmm. It looks pretty cool. Uh, and one interesting thing to note for collectors is if you are going for these or if you're just getting this title in general, there's actually two covers. There's the UK version, which has a blue background and three players on it. And I can't tell you their names because I don't follow cricket. But in Australia, there is a variant cover, which I'm guessing are players from that region, and it's a green background. So just let you know, there's two different covers if that's your kind of jam. So is it foul or is it foe? I guess foe is is fake, so fosicle. 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 It's your fosicle. <laughs> Get your faux sicko on, Jiffy. <laughs> now the next <laughs> Now the next game I got is Kotodama, The Seven Mysteries of Fujisawa. And it's P Cube's uh first developed game that they've worked on. And it looks very interesting. It's a puzzle based game with visual novel uh elements to it. And if I'm understanding the game correctly, you are trying to expose the truth of people. So you're playing this game, and I guess as you take away, as, I don't know if it's a match three, but when you match up the color uh, cube balls thing, I think you start undressing the characters that are on the screen. Weird. <laughs> Very weird. But 
you know what? If you want to learn more about the game, JP Switch Mania did a review on it. We gave it an 8 out of 10. So it is a good game. It's just one I haven't played yet. but Just, just one of your purview reviewers. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we give him all those games. No, I'm just kidding. Now, the next one I got, I didn't even know about this until after it came out. This is a Spain exclusive. So, yes, I've now entered the region of Spain for exclusive titles. And this is a... It's a double pack. It's Sonic Mania Plus and Team Sonic Racing and a special outer cover slip. And what's interesting is that it only has the regular case for Sonic Mania Plus as opposed to what came out initially with the uh, art book and the bigger box. But it is a double pack exclusive to Spain. And yeah, I didn't even know about this until somebody posted it on Twitter and said, JP, do you know about this? And I said, no. And I was like, but I need to have it now. And thankfully... He was nice enough to help me out with this one. So it already came in. It's pretty cool. And it's surprisingly not the first Sonic double pack that we've seen overseas. In the UK last year, there was a Sonic Forces and Sonic Mania. So for whatever reason, they're really trying to push Sonic Mania, even though it's a good game on its own that I don't think needs any help. Yeah. But it's a double pack. So maybe technically I got 11 games in if you count this too. That I never <laughs> understand how to put in my spreadsheet. I think I just do it as like a double pack depends if okay. you don't have the games or not like if you don't have the games and you take them out of the box then it's individual cases but if you that's prefer true. collector's editions it's a box set that's true okay so the next game is an import uh and i do have a quick story about this one but it's valhalla so va-11 valhalla cyberpunk bartender action so it's a it's a bartending simulator with visual novel aspects to it Interesting, because I keep seeing it. It looks like a techno game. I'm like, is that like yes. a Metroidvania, or what is it? <laughs> no, no, no. It's a bartending simulator. Those tricky bastards. <laughs> and what's interesting is it supports English, which is why I bought it. But Limited Run Games had announced uh, maybe a month or two back that they are going to be bringing this physically to the Switch in the U.S. So we are getting it. We don't know when yet, and I don't know mm. if they're going to have a collector's edition with it or whatnot. But the one that I bought... At least with the first printing, it came with a soundtrack CD and um, I'd call it an art book, but it's more like a art slash sketchbook because it had some notes in it as well and, and some descriptions of the characters and I think an interview in the back. But what's interesting is it didn't come packaged all together in one collectible box. It was three individual items just kind of shrink wrapped together. So, so that'll be interesting too to see what the community says because... You know, everybody's already scrutinizing all the limited companies, and mm -hmm. now you're going to have one that's like, it's already available. You can already get it. it importing is basically irrelevant nowadays, especially with the right. Switch, with it being region-free. It's just people don't, if they want that rating on the front cover, basically, at that point. Right. And, and I'm not sure how that happened, because normally we don't see it um, announced twice. Yeah. But you know, but you know what's interesting though, you know, while we're on the topic, so Ninja Warriors that we talked about last week that got announced and opened for pre-orders from Play Asia, it's going to support English, but what I read online is that Strictly Limited Games is going to be bringing it also uh, physically. So again, it's another title that's getting an Asia release, but we're going to see it somewhere down the line through another publisher. I'm not yeah. sure how that works with the developers. I'm not sure why they, I, I guess, go two different routes. Maybe Asia is just considered separate from, you know, with those releases. But well, I will say as a, you know, as a publishing company and in doing all that, 
Um, I'm looking for ways to distribute my releases in Europe and Asia because it's like, I think it was $75 to ship a book over to Australia. Mm-hmm. Like some of the stuff's insane. So it's like, I'm just looking for distribution too. So I could see why maybe it would just be more affordable to have it at, with another publisher. That's true. It could be. I mean, but, it, you it's know, another market. And with that said, I'm I am curious to see if Limited Run Games would do a collector's edition for this one because we already have a CD and an art book. The art book isn't in English, so it's not that I can understand really anything in here. But if they do a collector's, you know, they always do something different as well. Yeah. Uh, but I will say the other thing is, if you bought it through Amazon Japan, they did have an exclusive pre-order bonus, which was a coaster, and it's a, a cheap. Uh, coaster's not anything hard or anything, but it's a coaster. It goes along with the theme, so I do like that. Hmm. It'll be interesting to see too, like which one has better box art. Because usually, you know, yes. the limited run and, games has some solid box art. But if the box art's better for the Japanese one, you can get it immediately and not wait six months. Right. So I will say with the Japanese one, it's a blue background with one of the main character girls just on the front. Mm-hmm. It's a cyber ne- cyberpunk bartender action. Valhalla in English and then Japanese characters underneath it. And on the spine, it has English and Japanese. And then the back is all Japanese. So there is, you know, some English text on here already. And I know to some collectors that does matter. They do like to see that. So just to let you know that it's there. That's good. Uh, So we're down to the last three. So the next one is another import. It's an Asia import. Came out in Japan also, but it didn't support English. So I went with the Asia version. And it's called Waku Waku Sweets. I'm a master pastry chef. So yes, it's, you are. Let's, le- <laughs> <laughs> let's learn how to make sweet desserts over 100 recipes, learn authentic dessert recipes, okay. learn the recipes, and then try them out for real. Countless desserts await. Shake, mix, and pour them all. Fun pastry baking, just like the real thing. There are many other fun activities in towns. Change your clothes and hair, and let's go to outside. Enjoy both baking and living with style. And what's what else is interesting, and I've never seen this on a on a game before, but it actually says playtime adjustment. You can decide and adjust the playtime in advance, and the game will shut down automatically according to your settings. You will be able to control the amount of playtime with ease. So it's basically so toward it's, like a kid mode or something to make sure your kids don't play too long. Yeah, I guess if I just get really into it, my wife's gonna set a timer and make sure that I just can't go overboard with this game. Don't let her know that exists. You're never gonna be able to play. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but it's cool. On the back, you see the Joy-Cons. You see two hands holding the Joy-Cons and kind of decorating the, the pie with it. So it is, it looks like, yeah, it supports Pro Controller, so it supports all the modes. But So this one was an Asia import. It's all in English, uh, front, back, and spine, so that's nice. And, yeah, you know, it's another another fun game. It's another genre in the series. It kind of reminds me of Cooking Mama, Babysitter Mama, all those kind of mamas. You know, it's appealing to another subset of gamers that may not like the action games or whatnot yeah. or somebody who just has a sweet tooth so yeah That's maybe i'll play this one a waku tooth waku tooth all right so the next one i'm gonna call this part two because if you remember maybe two or three weeks ago i received the french version of mortal kombat 11 on its yeah. own but the reason was because i pre-ordered the highly limited 200 made uh, collector's edition from Omaki Games, uh, which is an offset of Omaki Books. So 
This was their first release, and what happened was they ran into some production issues with the collector's edition, so they made the judgment to ship out the game separately from all the other items. So I got the game first, and then this week I finally got in the rest of the stuff. And I have to say, I'm a little upset that it didn't come all packaged together, uh, but I really actually enjoy this collector's edition. The only problem is the hardcover book that comes with it goes through the whole chronology of Mortal Kombat, which is awesome. talks about the arcade. It even shows some of the actors that we've met you know, at conventions. It talks about the movies. It talks about the games throughout the years, but it's all in French. So aside from the pretty pictures, I can't understand anything because I don't know French, but it's a really cool book. And then it also came with art cards. It came with a poster, and then it came with, obviously, the game, which I just put into the box. But the downside to this is that it's not a true collector box. It's more of a deluxe slipcase that you goes over everything, but it has openings on both ends, on the top and bottom. So it could slide out um, if it wasn't already so packly tight. Or, or yeah. <laughs> so packly tight. You said it correct. Pack, so packly, packly tight. I said it right. But I will say, you he, he know. He said what he I, meant. He meant what he I, said. I, I said it. So a few things to note. Again, this was highly limited. It came up on April 1st. People thought it was a joke. It wasn't. It went on live on their website. And, you know, I took a chance. I pre-ordered it. It came out. And obviously, I'm going to go with whatever they they put out in the future. But it is numbered. And that bothers me because now now in my mind, I'm I'm never going to miss one, hopefully. But it actually says number 01 on the spine of the collector box. And also on the mini hardcover book, it has a 01. So they are numbering their releases. So, so now, for those, are they ever going to do any more? Yes, I think so. This is their you know, new I'm, line. I'm, I'm saying, like, are they doing more of Mortal Kombat? Because are they just going to have 200 out? So here's what's interesting about that is because it sold out, I think, that same day. or Yeah, I think it was the same day. It was only 200. But then maybe a week or two later, it went back online, and they had a few left. So either those were just, I think, cancellations um, in terms of maybe credit card declines, because I don't know if they necessarily made like a handful more. But as far as I can tell, it's over with. I mean, it's done. So if you got it, you got it. If you didn't, you, you have to find it somewhere if it's something that appeals to you. To me, I like it. So doing something that limited, though, that means there's a chance in the future if they're only doing 200 that you're not going to get one. Because yeah, it's very chance. I know. There, there's always that chance. Uh, one thing I would say is, I, I want to help out the community. So if this is something that you missed out on that you don't want to miss out again, follow Omaki Games on Twitter and sign up for their newsletter because on their newsletter, they send out those updates. They, they let you know what's coming out. They actually put out an NES game as well. What game did they put out? I don't know. Uh, I will. I can find out. Let's see. <laughs> Omaki Games. So their first game was... Do, do, do. Insert catchy music. Okay, yeah. here it is. It was so. So here's you know what? Now as I'm looking at this, now that's another interesting fact. So the game was called Bass Def Super Turbo Pack, or oh. Super Bass Def B A S S E space D E F. I'm looking at the type of game it is. It has two guys running. I don't really see kind of what style of game. Oh, it's an eight. Well, obviously eight bit game, but yeah, it's an NES game. I just don't know what it is i'm looking at oh, i'm sorry it looks like a mega man type game there's one screenshot it looks like mega man it looks like mega man that's ridiculous i mean it doesn't you know he's not blue he's 
yellow or orange or whatever, but it's it's that kind of platformer 8-bit. It has the different jumps with, you know, one monster on, on a conveyor belt going in opposite directions. So, yeah, they, they put this out, and actually you can still... You can still order it. So they didn't sell out of this one. So what, and did, now, what, did, so what did you notice? Because I'm on their site. What did you notice that I already noticed? The number two? <laughs> that that the NES game <laughs> is number two. So yeah, number I, I one is... that before. So number one is Mortal Kombat. And it looks like it's available right now? Yeah, you know what? I don't want to buy it, but for the sake of completing, I may have to. <laughs> oh, man. Now you're going to open up the NES homebrew. Well, uh, yeah. fortunately, want... a certain author made a whole book on how to collect every homebrew game. That's true, you did. <laughs> it, well, the it's an NES region-free game, 96-page book, and two per person. So, How many? Uh, how much is it? Like 60 bucks, 70 bucks? 66 euros. Oh, okay, so like 75 bucks. With, with, a heart, with a 96-page book, that's not that bad. Well, that's good. But here's... Here's the problem, though. The book looks huge, which means there's no way it's going to be the same size as the Switch box. So that's going to bother me if I go with that. So for now, I'm going to hold off. I'm going to go for their full Switch collection if they ever do another one. Mm-hmm. And I'll just have to accept the fact that I'm going to have 1, 5, 9, 12, 14 in their collection probably. Yeah. That's yeah. Really interesting, though. Yeah, that's, so like they're doing releases on the releases. Like that. That's... All right, that's just poor marketing. I'm sorry, Amaki books and Amaki games. That's just bad. I don't like that. I mean, it would be like me um, numbering all my different game releases I've done where I've released Mother 3 as a reproduction. That's number one. And then, like, uh-huh. Black Box Challenge on the NES is number two. And then, like, this Super Nintendo games that I did the LEs for is number three. You know what I mean? Like, it's so weird. Oh, man, I'm not a fan of that. All right, well, I won't harp on that. So, the very last one is the exact same one you got. It's Fangamer's Hollow Knight Collector's Edition. Uh, So, one thing, I don't know if people know, but what it came with was a paper craft set. Yep. Includes four characters, which is really cool. It comes with stickers. And then I also ended up going with their Wanderer's Guide, or Wanderer's Journal, I should say. I got that, too. And it is so nicely done. I I mean, it's 160 pages talks about the game, talks about the characters and locations, nice hardcover. The only thing I wish, as I just dropped my collector edition on the floor that everyone heard, broke it. <laughs> I broke it, I buy a new one. No, I, I kind of wish that like a book like this was included with the collector's edition. Maybe they made the box a little bit bigger. But at the same time, you know, it is maybe something that not everybody wants to get, so it's always nice that they give you that option too. But... It's a it's a nice book. I mean, I bought their their Stardew Valley guidebook, and it's that same quality. It's just really nicely done. And in a world where uh, strategy guides are kind of on the outs at this point, it's nice to see you know companies still Big taking the time books. to make something like this. Hmm? Big collectors books are nice for that kind of deal, where it's like a yeah, exactly. old timey style covers, which I like. Yep. I mean, they did and the same thing for their. Um, their mother three uh guide too i have one of those Mm-hmm. so that was everything that i got so far but the week's not done yet so so i think the game that i was talking about with the story you actually got early last week it was the uh the puppy and kitty game 
Yes, yeah. I yeah. got that a little earlier for review purposes. Yeah, so basically, um, we were at GameStop, and I was about to buy it for my daughter, and then she started throwing a fit, so we did not buy it for her. Oh, <laughs> so, no. So she Why didn't she get... throw the fit? Oh, she's just being a little turd. So, and we don't we don't reward that. So yeah, we we waited. So maybe one no, week we'll, we'll end up getting it when she's being a, a good kid and earns it. And then I hope so. And then I didn't pull the trigger, but they also had Mario Rabbids the limited the collector's edition, the giant one. From at, where GameStop? At, at GameStop, the one they the, still had one, and it was twenty dollars, and I didn't buy. it. <laughs> Why didn't you buy it? Because I don't have anywhere for it. It would like fill up oh a tote. Like it's so that big. Was, that's a GameStop. That was GameStop's first exclusive for the Switch. <laughs> yeah, I know. And it had the game in it and everything. And I'm like, I already have the game and I have nowhere to put it. <laughs> See, that's where I, I, I have control. <laughs> I, I, there's control, but then there's. Okay, it goes from anywhere from 86 to $150 on eBay. So bad choice for me not buying. <laughs> okay. Yes. Not even not I'm not even saying to resell it. I'm just saying, you know, in terms of have a nice collector piece for a great game. Twenty dollars, oh my god. Yeah, it was twenty bucks there and it was sitting out <laughs> with a bunch of other collector's editions on a tower and I was like, eh, no, I'm not gonna buy it. <laughs> I will say, you know what's interesting about this game is that I've I don't think I've seen so many collector editions or different printings than for this game because I don't know if you know, and I posted this a while ago, but at Costco in the U.S., we got the Game of the Year edition, and it came with the Donkey Kong DLC as a a code in the box, along with the cartridge for the full game, but we got that here in the U.S. exclusively at Costco for whatever reason. In the U.K., it was more readily available, but then in Canada, what they did, I believe this was late last year, if you remember, they sold four figurines separately, like in the big boxes. They had Mario, Yoshi, Peach, and Luigi. Mm-hmm. And what they did at, I think this may have just been at Walmart in Canada, they took those figurines, they put the game in, and they put the DLC code for uh, the, the Donkey Kong expansion. So it, it was kind of like a makeshift collector's edition. And then over the box, they had like a strip of paper, like professionally done, that said all the items that were included. So, of course, you know, I may have bought all four of those. So I had this game a lot of times. I mean, we might just, in the Switch collector book, have to have a section called JP's Sickness. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Post a picture of, like, your wallet empty and, (laughs) (laughs) like, craziness. Because, yeah, that's going to be insane. Like, that's a lot of different versions. Yeah, and... It was weird because at first in the UK they had that that um, gold. I I think they call it actually gold edition, not game of the year. So gold edition with the DLC code, and we thought, oh okay, we're not getting it in the US. So I bought it then, and then like a few months later, out of nowhere, somebody somebody contacted me and said, did you see this at Costco? And it's only available through them. And I bought it, and sure enough, it was a new cover that said gold edition. It had Donkey Kong on it. And then it had the code in the box with the game. And I went, I never would have thought Costco would have a exclusive, but here we are. Every retailer could have an exclusive at some point. That's insane. Yeah. (laughs) So what (sighs) is available for new for pre-order? Yeah. So the newest one is going to be this Friday from limited run games. It's, 
Momodora, Reverie Under the Moonlight, and I believe it's the fourth game in the series, first one on the Switch. Uh, if you want to learn more about this game, we did a review at JP Switch Mania, mm-hmm. so I would recommend you head over there well, because it is, game a, is it. That's a good question. Uh, it's a <laughs> platformer type of game, and if I'm wrong, I'm going to feel really bad right now. <laughs> is it a platformer <laughs> or Metroidvania? Yeah, that sounds about right. Have you played this one? No, I haven't played it. That's where I was like... Okay. Yeah, let me. I will click it. Click it or tick it. That's right. Yeah, and in dude. the future, I will open this all up so we all know about it ahead of time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying it's this kind of game. It's probably not even close to that. It looks cool. See, we we yeah. do things live right on the show. I mean... Exactly. I don't know everything. I'm not going to claim to be. But it's an action-adventure, platformer, role-playing kind of game. 2D side-scrolling with Metroidvania elements... So it is the Metroidvania. Yeah, that's what I thought. Like, it is. Yeah, because I know I know it's on my list that I'm gonna pick it up when it goes live. Um, probably mm-hmm. not collector's edition, but um, I'm definitely gonna get a copy and probably with Dragon's Lair. Yeah, and Dragon's Lair is gonna be closing this week, I believe. Yeah, on the seventh is going to be. Yeah, that's good to let people know that at 11:59 p.m. Eastern time this Friday. Dragon's Lair Trilogy Regular Edition from Limited Run Games closes their pre-orders. Uh, they didn't say anything about Best Buy getting it, so once they close it, that's it. And I would highly recommend not missing out. It's only $34.99. Then the next one that we're talking about now is Momodora Reverie Under the Moonlight. Mm-hmm. Open pre-order for the regular edition. It's only $29.99, which is not a bad price at all. It's going to be open for two weeks, so June 21st it's going to close. And they actually said here, this is interesting, Best Buy will be receiving a small amount of this game with a different cover, but they're not going to have pre-orders until a later date, so it's not going to be during the pre-order window. But also, Best Buy has the ability to not move forward with their order as it hasn't been finalized yet, so opt to wait at your own risk. (laughs) Wait at your own (laughs) risk, don't we? (laughs) And then finally... If you're like me and you love the collector's edition, there will be one for this game. It's going to be $59.99. They said it's only going to be 2,000 copies available. And it, what's included is the game, obviously. You get a reversible 18-inch by 24-inch poster, a physical CD soundtrack, and a Kaho enamel pin. Hmm. So if that's fun. something that floats your boat, there will be a collector's for it, which is pretty cool. Uh, so that... That is the newest limited pre-order that's coming up. But I don't know if everybody knows, but if we're going to be kind of moving into, you know, what else is going to be available. Next week, just a reminder, on mm-hmm. Friday, Best Buy is going to be uh, have available Bloodstained Curse of the Moon from Limited Run Games with an alternate cover. So it's going to be $29.99. If you didn't buy it or you missed out on it, you could buy it at Best Buy. If you already bought it from Limited Run Games... They will sell the Best Buy cover on their site, I believe, for $0.99 cents at a future date. So you don't necessarily have to double dip. But it is going to be there, which is nice. Well, and and plus available for pre-order, like right before this podcast, was the Pokemon Sword and Shield double pack. Oh, yes. I was going to save that for our new news. But we can talk about that now. <laughs> I have no problem. So today's Pokemon I Direct mean, was I mean, we'll go over long. The, yeah, we'll go over the yeah. Direct, too. So, yeah. But I'll, well. but I'll skip that part just to let people know. That as of right now, Pokemon Sword and Shield has a November 15th release date. They announced that today. And aside from buying either Sword and Shield separately, they are doing a double pack. So what's interesting is that Best Buy 
Amazon and GameStop have opened up their pre-orders. It's $119.99, so it's about a penny more than buying the two games individually, but you get a, a special box, or I, th- I think it's a box. It could be a slipcover, but it looks like a box that houses both cases inside. It'll probably but, be the but, same thing they have for Outlast 1 and 2. Yeah, it could be something similar to that. Uh, but what's interesting is that a reliable source at GameStop said that they were only taking limited amounts of pre-orders online and in-store. And then another person who works at GameStop did confirm that on Twitter today. I don't know how many each store is going to do. I think it's going to vary based on you know their location and kind of how their sales are. So what I would recommend is it's free to pre-order online. So if you're even thinking about it, go to Amazon, go to Best Buy, go to GameStop, just secure your copy. The other thing is at Best Buy right now, if you're going to buy it, they're offering a $10 e-gift card when you pre-order it. Hmm. But But the caveat is you get one $10 gift card for the double pack, but if you bought the two games individually, you get $10 on each game. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So you have a few options, and I would just highly recommend, you know, it just opened up today. It's highly being talked about right now. But the, the weird part is that in the U.K., of course, they're getting a Steelbook, an official Nintendo Switch Steelbook <laughs> for Pokemon Sword and Shield. It's a gold color. As of right now, the, you know, the artwork can change, but it has both of the legendary Pokemons that got revealed. My guess and a lot of other people's guesses is that we're going to see what's happened with the Pokemon Let's Go, is that we're going to see the Steelbook at some point, probably at Best Buy in the future, long after the game has already come out here. As of right now, it looks to be UK and Australia confirmed, but even in Japan, it doesn't look like they're getting this deal book, at least from what they've announced today. The US, we're not getting it as of right now. So, you know, I'm just the type of person that doesn't want to miss out, so I'll probably be double dipping to get that steel book. Yeah, no, but, I mean, I, I'm debating whether I'm going to get the double pack or not. I guess it'll all depend on if my daughter is interested in playing it, because mm-hmm. uh, with the you know, rumored new switch coming out, like I'll probably be finally pulling the trigger to get her her own. So, right. Cause she steals mine and plays Minecraft all the time. So. <laughs> probably yeah, going to be so, so then we would both have a copy and we could play the local. Right. Co-op. And I'm hoping that this is what could get me to get Shanna to play Pokemon. Finally. I say, Oh, you know what? I already have this one and I need to collect all the Pokemon. I need your help. So maybe she'll uh, get into that. So maybe what I'll do is I'll have her play Let's Go Pikachu or Eevee right now, get her into that Pokemon mood, brings us to November, and then bam, come home with the double pack, and then we're both playing it. Sound like you're like, bam, come home with the double pack. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to walk into Best Buy with the Pokemon music playing. They're going to be like, that's JP over there, out of the way. Go pick up my double packs, single packs, all the packs. It's going to be a good day. Do they know who you are yet at Best Buy? Yes, the people who I have been there for a while know me, but what happened was they seem to rotate every now and then, the uh, the employees at the pickup counter. So they don't necessarily all know me by heart, but what's funny is, you know, when I would walk up, the people who know me, they'd be like, ah, switch games. I'm like, yep, and they don't even ask for my ID. They don't even ask what I'm picking up. They just go in the back and pull my stack. But the new people, I go, oh, I'm here to pick up switch games. They look at my ID and they go, ah, <laughs> like we know who you are. So, so they the, all just the be- know you have the sickness, but do they know you for JP's Switch Mania? No, they they will soon. My <laughs> my 
my favorite story is there's this uh, one employee. I remember walking in when they first opened on Tuesday, and I'm just walking in, and she's just crossing my path, and all of a sudden you just hear, "Hey, Poland," and then she just walks away, and I go, "Oh man, I think I'm here enough." <laughs> hilarious. I mean, Best Buy on Twitter, I think, knows me. We well, talk all the time. I mean, the thing was is that, you know, I'm in the middle of nowhere, and some of the employees that, because there's like two GameStops in town in our tiny little town, and some of the employees know who I am based off my books. That's awesome. Which is really crazy. <laughs> like, that's... <laughs> Like that's, <laughs> that stuff blows my mind when I get when I get um, identified because you know that means that they've they're a fan too because they know who I am. <laughs> like it's insanity. One day they're gonna say you're JP from JP Switchmania. I'll be like I am. Here's a business card. You had people looking for you at uh, Middle School Classic, so I mean it's already starting a little bit. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. <laughs> it's already starting. It just continues. Yeah, and I and if we're talking limited news, the other thing is that Super Rare Games has announced that they're or has teased on social media that this Friday they're going to announce what their next game is. So this will be game number seventeen, I believe. Right? Yeah, I think the last one was sixteen. So this will be seventeen. There's a lot of guess that it's going to be Wolverblade, but they haven't officially. I mean, we know their next couple games coming out because they had the big reveal uh a month ago and they announced their six new titles but we don't know the order of them but a lot of people are guessing it's wolverblade only because george has shown the manual which i believe is 60 pages mm-hmm. i mean it's a huge thick manual and when you look at the games that they've announced that haven't come out yet that game makes sense to have a big manual so we're gonna see i'm excited so friday just stay tuned to super rare games or stay tuned to jp switch mania and i'll definitely be posting once they announce it so there's one that I noticed, and while it's not like something that is not unknown, mm-hmm. it was one that I found out and I wasn't tracking. And it was when I I went to pre-order the um the the new play exclusive, the double pack that we were talking about last week with um was it Ghost and uh, oh um, Ghost and Ghost one and an Epic yeah and so I did that and I just looked down and I'm like ooh what's this so. I noticed that they are releasing, looks like a Japanese exclusive, La Mulana 2. That doesn't support English. And it doesn't support English, but it is only a platforming game that is a, <laughs> that is a whip-based game. So it is one of those games that falls into playable, even though it doesn't quote-unquote support English. There's no reading in it, basically, except for the story <laughs> that you're going to watch. Um, mm-hmm. La Mulana, the original, is one of those original Wii games that was on the eShop that is like a hidden gem. It's mm. an amazing game like Splunky or Pitfall or stuff like that. And mm-hmm. so La, and, and Sydney Hunter, you know, which is a newer game that's coming out on the Switch as well. Um, so La Mulana 2, it's a follow-up you play as a female, it looks like. Um, I mm-hmm. definitely just got a copy, uh, pre-order. Um, Good. So, yeah, but, like, that falls into the same realm as the Splunker game that was released in the first year of the Switch. Um, so. But there is talk that it's going to come out in the West as well. So just to let you know, I mean, if it's a game that you want to play now, that's perfectly fine. But it does sound based on the developer's comments that they've mentioned online, it does sound like we sh- may be seeing a West release in the near future. Yeah, if, if in Bucks be good. or Coconuts, you would have... 
<laughs> coconut pie. <laughs> yeah, you can wait until 2020 to play the game, or you can get it now. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's it's still, though, it was, like, cool that La Mulana was up there. I was like, ooh, awesome. Mm-hmm. That one was one that I didn't see anybody talking about, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to pick up a copy of that because that was pretty damn obscure on the, the original Wii. And yeah. I do like there, my hidden gaming gems. And if we are talking about Play Asia, we also have Omega Labyrinth Life. It's coming out. There's an Asia version. It's going to be standard and limited edition, and it's uncut on the Switch. I believe it's going to be edited for PS4, so you know it's another bonus as to why you should be getting it on the Switch. Hmm. But the limited edition is going to come with a steelbook. Uh, we don't know necessarily yet if it's going to be an official steelbook, um, but it, but their description is steelbook. So a lot of people are already thinking it's going to be Switch size, not one of those uh, Nova Box ones. But it's going to come with an alternate art cover, a limited item to be confirmed soon, a pre-order DLC, a limited DLC, and of course, because you can never have enough of these, another 3D mouse pad. I don't know what it is about Japan and Asia, but I have so many mouse pads now with <laughs> big, big sections to them. Uh, it's just very interesting that I don't know. They just want to keep including these in all their collector's editions. So okay, I think, I think uh, you're gonna line the uh, the top of your your room with I know with boob, with boob pads everywhere, <laughs> <laughs> mouse pad boobs, <laughs> and. I don't know if we mentioned this last week, but it's worth noting now. Caladrius Blaze, yeah, so is getting a Asia multi-language release. And what's really interesting is through Play Asia, it's going to come with a metal slipcase. So similar to the Shining Resonance game that came out in the U.S., had a their first printings had a metal slipcase included. So this one's going to have it as well. It looks pretty cool on Play Asia's website. They have a picture of what the slipcase on one side looks like. So. You know, it's only going to be thirty four ninety nine. Comes out next month on the nineteenth in July, so it could be one to put on your radar if you're, um, yeah, if you're into that, if you're into that genre. So anytime I think metal slipcase, I think of the like classic Terminator Two Extreme Edition DVD slipcase mm-hmm. where they like had the bends on the metal and it like ripped the actual DVD case when you put it on and off. <laughs> And like so mine has like rips on the freaking spine of the DVD case. I just remember that I'm like, uh, metal case. Uh. <laughs> like gives me trauma as a collector. <laughs> oh man. So, uh, so any, a- anything else with news? There's always a lot. Yeah, uh so there are a few things. One, we know E3's coming, and yep. what's interesting is on GameStop's uh POS system. 21 SKUs popped up. Yep. Unnamed. They don't but one of them was two hundred dollars. So people are starting to speculate what that could be. Probably we, the newest you know, Madden. Well, I think it was I think it was Switch based. Yeah, the newest Madden's coming on Switch would be two hundred dollars. Two hundred dollars. <laughs> I'm sure. It, I'm sure it can't be a uh, low end Switch model because they had already said they weren't going to announce one. But well, those you know are what? all game skews though, so it's probably just uh, a collector's a edition. That's a very expensive collector's edition. Yeah, I have no I, idea what would be two hundred dollars. I don't know. I mean, at this point, it can't be Fire Emblem because they already have that one. It could be Legend of Zelda. It could be the uh, Link's Awakening. That's always a possibility. Pokemon, I think they would have announced today during the Direct. Or it could just be a brand new game that we don't even know yet. How much was the Master Sword Collector's Edition from Breath of the Wild? I believe 
That was 120 when it came out. Damn, so they're going to go big if they do that. <laughs> like, I mean, if, come, yeah, if this turns out to be... life-size Zelda with the boob uh, thing. <laughs> <laughs> so so that was one piece. Another uh, interest, or So another thing is that Limited Run Games is having their E3 presentation next Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. How many time. games did they say they had? 50 games to announce Jeez. across all their platforms. Jeez. It's not just Switch. But they are doing the rest of their Vita lineup. There's going to be PS4. Obviously, they started doing PS3 with Oddworld, so they could be announcing more of that. I've I've seen online they're talking about DS titles. I mean, they're going full retro now, along with Switch. Which, you know, I just I just want to know all their Switch announcements. I'm just ready. I'm just ready and waiting, and I'm really hoping that they do another Shadow Drop availability, like they did with Oceanhorn. Yeah. Would I you mean, say so that, that your body is ready. My body is ready. <laughs> All right, Reggie. <laughs> <laughs> so that's one thing. The other thing, uh, this is actually something that just came up today that was very interesting. So normally on Wednesdays, I do a What If Wednesday where Eric, our graphic designer, makes a mock-up case of a game that we'd love to see physically. And we've done a whole bunch of them for the last couple months. But she had a good idea. She thought, you know, leading up to E3, why don't, instead of doing What If Wednesday, let's just do a one-a-day wish list game that we hope that gets announced at Nintendo's presentation. I said, sure, no problem. So the first one was Witcher 3. And what I did is I posted it. It got a little traction, but then I I tagged the voice actor of Geralt, uh, Doug Cockle. I just tagged him. And then he retweeted it on his page, and he said, oh, wouldn't this be interesting? And then, or he said, you know, who wouldn't want to, who, who would like to see this with a winky face? And Go Nintendo actually picked up his tweet, and now it's, you know, it's being passed around a little bit, whether his uh, little winky face emoji is a hint of things to come, or he's just having fun with us. But that's kind of interesting that, you know, he commented on it. I thought that was pretty cool. That's uh, pretty just, funny that it, like, because I saw multiple um gaming news quote i'm using quotation <laughs> fingers news media is reporting that it's law almost uh-huh. and then saying and there's a rumor that the new high-powered switch version is going to have a better version of it and then people are like catastrophizing <laughs> that there's going to be it's going to be like the new 3ds all over again and the uh-huh. new switch is going to require games and like way to go jp way to cause uh, yeah i know trouble. I mean, I did say it was a mock-up. I hope people don't take it because I think some people go, "Oh no, we're not getting this." Or really, this is think, coming. I need to buy it right any, now. Do you think anybody like looked retweet. back after his retweet? Now they just looked at his retweet and took that as law. I mean, even on our what ifs, a lot of times I have people comment and go, "Oh my god, I didn't read what you wrote," and I got so excited for a minute. I go, "I'm sorry, but this is our what ifs." So tomorrow. And all through leading up to Tuesday, we're going to be doing one a day. So tomorrow, I think, is going to be a lot of fun. So definitely follow you know, follow us and, and wait for the morning when we post our next wish list item. You've got to watch out when you do um, jokes like that because then it could turn into the complete virtual boy book. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, like, and it's thousands of hours later. <laughs> that's, that's my life right now. <laughs> so then another big thing that that came out recently was skybound made an announcement of three collections that we're seeing physically in september on september 24th in north america september 27th and all other territories they're going to be 49.99 each and i don't know if you saw this but the first one is baldur's gate enhanced edition Mm -hmm. so it comes with the original 
So I'm just going to read, for those who don't know, I'm just going to quickly read and summarize their press release. But it's the original Baldur's Gate Enhanced Edition and its sequel, Baldur's Gate 2, return with all DLC and restored quest content, as well as the Baldur's Gate Siege of Dragonspear expansion, featuring new original content to bridge the two games. So that's the first one. The second one is Planescape Torment Enhanced Edition slash Icewind Dale Enhanced Edition. Two must-play games and all their DLC in one package. The Chilling Icewind Dale Enhanced Edition plus its expansions and the Enhanced Edition of 1999's RPG of the Year, Planescape Torment. Then the final one is Neverwinter Nights Enhanced Edition. As the 2002 Computer RPG of the Year, all its DLC deliver 10 standalone D&D-based adventures featuring co-op and online multiplayer. So... Pre-orders have opened up on Skybound's website. It's not exclusive to them, but they have it up there. Also, at GameStop online, you can pre-order the Baldur's Gate and the Planescape games. Neverwinter Nights hasn't opened up yet. Personally, I'm waiting to see the other retailers open this up. But, I mean, I think it's great to see these games kind of get, you know, breath of new life on the Switch. I think a lot of concern people have is, <laughs> The backward you know, breath of new life. <laughs> breath of the wild new life. There you go. Um, I'm pretty excited about um, Neverwinter Nights because yeah. I just remember Part Two just being such an epic game and had a huge following. So I never sunk my teeth into it because it just wasn't on what I was playing at the time. Right. So, I mean, it's a huge PC game, is what it was, and I just never had anything that could run it appropriately. And I never, I, I think it was released on some consoles too, and I just never jumped on it. So it would be good to play it on the Switch. That would be awesome. I, th- I think the concern is I think they're talking about whether there's going to be touchscreen controls. I don't think there's going to be. And then also, you know, supporting a keyboard and mouse, which obviously the Switch actually has a keyboard in Japan that got released where you can attach the Joy-Cons. But I don't think this game is going to be supporting it. So I think that's some concerns people have just because, you know, it was PC-based and just the ease of control of using um, keyboard those accessories. But either way, I'm glad to see that the games are coming. It gives promise that we're going to be seeing other big title games, even from yesteryear. But I'm I'm excited. You know, I I'm not a big PC guy, so I missed out on a lot of these games. Yeah. And you know, you know, just collecting for the Switch and going for everything just means that I'm going to get to experience hopefully a lot of really fun games that I missed out on. Exactly, and I mean a lot of those like we'll have to play on the Playcast just to. Yes. mess with it and give it a week like that's, yeah that's the key is it's like we don't plan on beating every single game for the playcast it's just giving it a week and seeing if it's something that we need to add to the rotation right it's fun so that's yeah it's cool though like there's a lot of cool stuff out there like, oh yeah and then uh we and- mentioned the pokemon direct um yeah. did you watch it i did watch it um yeah. and i think i mean it looks just like the same type of awesome uh, graphics that we had from Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee. It's classic battle style. Um, they didn't really show catching Pokemon, but it doesn't look like Let's Go, which is which is good. Because I know everybody right. wants the classic. Um, mm-hmm. And then the giant Pokemon, which oh is my the God, gimmick the... of the game. <laughs> Dynamax? Yeah. I'm just that, glad. I love that, I'm glad <laughs> that that's like an... It's like a mode, like a power-up, instead of being like a whole nother, all right, you got to collect the Dynamax Pokemon, and then all of a sudden it's irrelevant to use our normal size Pokemon. Instead, you like right. soup, soup up your Pokemon, which is, that's cool. But, 
But they did say that during the online raid, which is going to have four players joining together to take on them, and only one of them, only one of the the players can actually catch it in the end, but it's going to be another way to catch exclusive Pokemon is through this mode. So my question, and it's something we didn't talk about, but it's a newsworthy thing, is Mm -hmm. hopefully they have matchmaking so we can actually play with friends because I have to, I have to imagine it's not going to be randomized. <laughs> you have to imagine, but the newsworthy <laughs> thing is a lot of the reviews came in from Super Mario Maker 2 and you can only play with randoms. You can't mm. play the four player mode of Super Mario Maker 2 with your friends. And so everybody is going crazy right now that got to got to play it in Nintendo in New York and everything that you can't play it with friends and then obviously mm-hmm. people are going to be trolling you you're going to play with some randos and they're just going to throw you into a hole um so pokemon it's going to be a lot less i think of a a way to troll so but i mean well, I'm, i hope I, that we can sit there and do a matchmaking and then like both of us can sit there and just knock stuff out that'd be awesome yeah i'm trying to it's, okay, so it says here, you can join up with people near you to participate in max raid battles, but you yep. can also connect to Pokemon trainers around the world via the internet and face them. And then it says, note, if three other trainers aren't available to participate in max raid battles, support trainers will automatically be added to your side to help you battle the wild Dynamax Pokemon. So you this can play it with I, one player. Yeah, this I didn't know, which is interesting. You know what, so right now, for anyone who's interested in learning more about this game, I went to swordshield.pokemon.com as their official website. I just clicked on gameplay and I clicked on max raid. So that's interesting because they didn't actually mention that in the direct because I thought, oh, great. I don't have three other friends that are going to play Pokemon with me on a specific night to try and, you know, catch a Dynamax. But now that I know that you can play it individually, that makes it a little more enjoyable for me (laughs) because I don't like. That's cool. And then it also still doesn't mention that we can play with friends. But it says play with players online. The local is the local network. Like, if we're together, that would be the... We're at Midwest Gaming Classic, and we can go Pokemon hunting together. Yeah. Whereas, mm. online, I don't know if we can do matchmaking. That's the thing. So, being able to matchmake online, that's the, the classic. Yeah. I guess we're going to find out. Toxic Kitty 20 says, uh, I also don't have friends. Oh. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. We'll have a Switch Mania Playcast hey, you party. you do now. <laughs> Switch Mania Playcast party. <laughs> and shout out to Jay All Might for joining us. Hello. Hey, Jay All Might. Yeah, it's like that's the thing is just being able to have a, a steady group of people to yeah. be able to to sludge through some of the online portions will be will be fun. And but here's but here's my thing though. If only one player can catch the Pokemon, and let's say let's say I don't have anybody that's around, so I just do the randomize if that's the option. How does it decide? Does it take turns? Do you do a is it a voting system? You know, somebody just has to, you know, be like, okay, player two can do it. I mean, I just want to know, because obviously everyone wants to catch the Pokemon. If, and unless someone's going to stick around, you know, four times so it's fair for everyone, I'm just very curious how that works in a, um, a, a real multiplayer setting and not, you know, me with three NPCs. Or is it classic, everybody gets it? No, it said only one at a time. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. That's, oh, that's going to cause some, some hurt feelings. So it says here, uh, 
where was it? Only one trainer out of your foursome can Dynamax their Pokemon, and only once per battle, and that's the one that can catch the Pokemon. So they random they they randomly choose who can catch it. I don't know. I don't know who how it's gonna be. Oh yeah, that's that's gonna be a point of contention, especially if yeah. you're playing with randos, because then it's like oh. Like, if I know that you're going to get it, then I'm going to get it, then that's cool. Right. But if, if it's Joe Joe Turd and gets his Pokemon and then leaves. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, all right, now i got to try again. And then another Joe Turd comes in, gets his Pokemon and leaves. Like, <laughs> like oh, <laughs> man. that's I mean, I can see how it would lead to frustration. Yeah. I mean, I have to think that, you know, they have these thoughts already while they're planning this. I don't want to assume, but I would like to think that they're doing it in a way that's going to be fair and enjoyable because otherwise, why do this? Yeah. Uh, but you know what? It looks cool. I like that aspect. I also like the giant Pokeball that gets thrown to catch the uh, Dynamax Pokemon. So I, I, I got excited when I saw this. So I, I like that part of the Direct. You know, they also talked about the two legendary Pokemon, which was a, a cool little movie at the very end. And then, you know, it's kind of a mystery as to what their role is. But then they also had the free-range camera controls while you're out in the wild, which was really nice. The luscious landscapes. I mean, it's there's a lot that they put into this. It, it It's good. it's going to be a day one play for me. Like this one, I'm going to make sure that I'm not in the middle of like any big RPGs at the time because this is one that I want to play right away when it comes out. Kind of just get into the hype with everyone else. Because I, I did like the 3DS ones. I played the last two. I played Sun and I played Y. And then my friend played Moon and X, so we were able to trade. But I, you know, when it first came out, I maxed out the Pokédex for those specific games, and then I didn't keep up with them afterwards. But at least during that time, I put in 90 hours in each game, and I loved it. I thought it was a lot of fun. You know, people complain that the story mode is a little too easy, which it's true. I mean, if you just spend some time leveling up, it's not a difficult game to play, but it's fun. You know, it's Pokémon, and it's just an enjoyable game, so... I think this one's going to be great. I'm really looking forward to it. I don't know if I'm going to do Shield or Sword. Right now, Sword seems to be the popular one. I'm, it's trending on Amazon as the more popular one of the two. But it's just because it's a sword. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, do you want a Pokemon with a sword in his mouth or a shield for, like, a beard? I mean, I would rather have the sword. Yeah, and... So, um, for me, though, like, I got a much weirder Pokemon experience where I only played Pokemon Yellow. And then, <laughs> and then I got Pokemon Y for free with the, mm-hmm. with the DS. There was the 3DS. There was that whole way that we got it for free. And mm-hmm. I, I didn't play it too much. Um, I had Pokemon Stadium on the N- Nintendo 64, and I could bring in my Pikachu that talked. So that Those was, were great. That was interesting, but um, but then I played Let's Go with my daughter, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I I still never beat it though, but we ended up getting the Eevee one because she wanted Eevee. Um, yep. But like, I really haven't played any of the Pokemon games like in depth, and it's mm-hmm. just no time for RPGs is the main reason. But like, yeah, since since Yellow, <laughs> so like I missed. <laughs> I miss like everything in between, which is hilarious. But the thing I mean, was, is playing Let's Go was fun. I mean, that's fair. I mean, I played Red and Blue, and then I kind of skipped all the way to Y. So I also didn't. I, you know, I missed the whole. I missed the whole Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance, DS. I I didn't even play really the GameCube ones. I mean, they had they had some cool ones, the Pokemon XD. So I'm I'm a little behind, but 
you know, it's it's Pokemon. I feel like it's like riding a bike. You, you can pick it up and play and enjoy it. Well, and you just may not. It's an easy role-playing game. Yeah. I think the real reason why I never wanted to get into it was I was that guy who would play Final Fantasy and max out every character, and then I'm like, mm-hmm. now you have infinite Pokemon. I'm not going to max out every character. There's too <laughs> many. And getting them all, and I'm, I was OCD, and I'm like, I'm just not going to start it. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> no, I hear you. But, but you know, that was that was a good direct. I, I liked this. 15 minutes, you know, started off with a quick video, but it, it got me excited. And I'm really hoping that by them having now two 15-minute presentations on Pokemon, they're not going to monopolize the E3 presentation, which is what I'm hoping is what they did this time around. Yeah. So I it's mean- just... Yeah. I mean, they they still could they could announce, but I don't I don't think they will. I think maybe they'll touch upon it quickly, but I don't think it's going to be anything in depth, which just leads because I think what I heard is that the E3 presentation may be around like 40, 45 minutes long. Nice. I just I just don't want half of it to be on one game. No matter what game it is, it could be Animal Crossing. Everyone loves it. I just want forty five minutes of just all kinds of games coming out. I want the quick barrage like four games at once on the screen. Then I want you know two minute trailers. I just want a whole slew of stuff and not just half the time and then focus on one game. And to me, that's, that could be a, its own direct on its own. Yeah. And I mean, well, they shouldn't focus too much on Mario maker two either because they had not worked nah. on that. So we'll and see. Last year they, and they, and they've done fire emblem, you know, in depth before. So yeah, it's we're, you know what? We're less than a week away. I'm very excited. You know, I, I scheduled my lunch. So it's, I'm going <laughs> to just hide out in the conference room and just watch this thing. And then in my mind, I'm just like, well, no work is going to get done after this presentation because what's going to happen is all the pre-orders, I, I believe, are going to start opening up on Best Buy, Amazon, GameStop's website. And then, of course, if they do the, oh, here's a collector's edition, it's limited edition, those to me just drive me crazy because they're going to go so fast that I just I don't want to miss out on pre-ordering those. But I know something some some big game is going to be announced on Tuesday. Oh, definitely and more I than mean, one. I'll be I'll be working and not able to, but I'll I'll clean up the mess afterward. And <laughs> <laughs> I will in. I will say that uh, you know, interesting story for last year's E3 presentation. I was at um, West Point. I was at a sales meeting and it was during the Nintendo presentation we were doing a tour of West Point and I just remember having my phone and I just had it on mute, and I'm just trying to listen to everyone. We're on the bus, we're off the bus, we're walking through places, and I just keep looking at the phone, and I couldn't watch the presentation, so I had to watch tweets of, of just people that I follow, and I just saw tweet after tweet of like all the new announcements, and I'm just going crazy because I'm like, oh my god, like so many things, and then they went into Smash, and then I just remember getting back to the hotel room at night, and I was like, all right, nobody bother me for like a good 40 minutes. I need to just watch this. But this year, I, I need to just watch it live as it's happening. <laughs> Get a sickness. I Yeah, I do. <laughs> I have switch-itis. It's a real thing. Exactly. Switch-itis. <laughs> got, <laughs> got issues. <laughs> so we probably need to get into the game of the episode. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> so um, game of the episode this week is back in 1995. It's a game mm-hmm. JP's been wanting to play forever. Um, it's true. So let's go over the uh, the wallpaper, like a little bit about the Switch specific release. Um, so it was released on the Switch May twenty fourth <laughs> to twenty nineteen. It was obviously released for PS four, the Vita, 
the Xbox One, Steam is on all that stuff. Um, it was developed by Throw the Warped Code Out, <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, do, like published, distributed by I'm gonna mess this up, Rattalakia Games. Yep, yeah. I think it sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, this game is a throwback to the survival horror and mystery games of the mid '90s, 32-bit huh. generation. Uh, faithfully recreates everything from this all but forgotten era of games. Be transported <laughs> to a world both concrete and indistinct, where you must uncover the mystery surrounding the disappearance of your daughter, the catastrophe that shook the city, and why you decided to finally return. Like so, um, like on Wait, your daughter's your daughter's missing. Yeah, that's the first thing I didn't even know uh. that. Um, <laughs> Metacritic has destroyed this game. Like everybody's given it tens out of a hundred, yeah. and <laughs> yeah. Well, let's see what we're gonna say about it. Exactly. So like they're all like being really harsh um, because they call it a survival horror game. I I do not consider this game a survival <laughs> horror game. I mean, you're fighting piles of poop <laughs> so, and legs. Don't forget yeah, that le- poops with legs. um and and, and big old big old legs um now it's obviously a tripped out game it's not a survival horror to me it's more of a psychological game i'm thinking of like the departed the movie the departed Uh everything isn't what you think it is Uh um now when we said you know 32-bit era it is literally scaled down polygons that I disliked from the PlayStation era, and I still don't like playing the politi- polygonal games. Mm-hmm. Um, I dealt with it back in the day when it was the best thing we had going. Um, but it also has the sluggy, slow motion of the of the polygonal PS One era. Mm-hmm. So like you move slow as a hill, like the enemies, the piles of poop, and everything attack you so slowly that you literally could just walk backward and avoid any attack that comes at you. Well, let me ask you. You couldn't... I mean, I tried every button. You couldn't run in this game, right? No, you can't run. Okay. I think I think that was done just to pad the game time. Because, well, I mean, in Resident Evil, you could run. In Silent Hill, I believe you could run. I have no idea why this was a walking game. Well, and the thing was is that we record Wednesdays, and I downloaded it on Thursday, played it, and beat it. Yeah, and it was like, it took- oh, I'm already done. <laughs> and you and you played through the credits and then again, right? Well, that's the full game. So okay, yeah. I just want to make sure. Yeah, yeah. You get, you get a you get a whole um, director's commentary as you play. Yeah. Did when you? Okay, maybe we're jumping. Yeah, yeah we're jumping too far. We're jumping. Um, <laughs> so, so that's how long the play is. Is that's yeah. how long our review is. <laughs> How much? How much were we able to play? I was able to beat it completely. Um, yeah, me too. Yeah, no issues at all. There was a couple times as I played where I got stuck just simply because I needed to recheck where a character was at that disappeared, and then then it does like a text, and then you can move on. Yeah, like some some like crazy stuff. It's like, oh, you need to help out this guy, and like literally, I just go back to where he was, and he's gone. I know. And, I'm like, <laughs> Ugh. and there there wasn't that many puzzles. I mean, you had I think two or three. Uh, combination codes on the safe you had to open that. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest, there was one I didn't know, so I may have had to look ahead. online because I'm. Yeah, it was. So it was the one where it's like, oh, this top salesman, you just had to subtract the floor number from his ID number. And I didn't pay attention to what floor I was on, so I didn't really know the code. But 
Yeah, it, uh, I was I was disappointed in this game. And, I really, yeah. And you had so much ammo that like, oh my the, god, yeah. And the enemies didn't take that many shots, so it's like you, I, I didn't even come close to being running out of ammunition. No, um, and you didn't even need the ammo to be honest. There wasn't that many parts that require that got you stuck that you couldn't just walk by them it would slowly. be yeah and it would be a different story if you couldn't just avoid them or just kill them with the wrench by hitting and moving out of the way when they make <laughs> yes, a little exactly. noise and then slowly yep. move at you like it's it was way too easy yeah um, i would hit i would back up i hit again and then eventually i think it was the shotgun that we get yeah and that was just overpower it was like you know like one one to two hits for any of the bad guys maybe maybe there was one in the later stages of the game where it took four hits to kill them it's like that big old pile of goop or whatever yeah but it wasn't even like any boss fights it wasn't any like big turning points it was kind of just i don't know it felt more like a demo of a game than than a full and i wrote like weird story that even resets after you beat the game like yeah you you go back and play the game again and then you (laughs) and then it like starts in a different way like when you go into the same room you went to yes like there's like a flashlight now and And then you see a bed when you turn on the flashlight but but that was weird because it wasn't even like you know post game it was more like it it literally took 15 to 20 minutes to beat that that part of the game because everything kind of you didn't have to go through the rooms again you can just kind of bypass everything right to the end of the game and then it ended again yeah, it was like the developer commentary while you're while you're going through it. Like it was really weird. Like I I don't I don't get it. Like it's it's just I, it's very anticlimactic. Yeah, and I don't. I mean, yeah, I it's hard to put in the words for me because I really want to enjoy this game, and I just remember sitting on the couch playing it, and I was just bored. I'm just walking slowly, <laughs> and I'm just like, I want to finish it, but I'm just walking on like a scaffolding, and I'm like. This is boring. Like, there's nothing happening. And everything is very empty. Yeah. Like, the, you know, I understand you want to do low res, uh, but you can still do a lot in today's day and age to make it, you know, low res and, and still highly enjoyable. I mean, look at look at the Resident Evil. Look at the Lone in the Dark games, the Parasite Eve games, the Silent Hill games. They were good. They had good music. They had a good story. It was entertaining. There was enough stuff to do, and there was you know, imminent danger in certain parts. And this game just had none of that. It was just, all right, I'm just going to walk around. I'm going to try this lock. It's not working. I'm going to look at a picture. It has a code that's very obvious to the safe that's right next to it that I need to use. (laughs) But I don't know. I just, I really wanted to enjoy it. And then the story just, to me, really made no sense. I mean, maybe you understood it better than I did. Well, like like I was saying, if you've watched the movie The Departed or any of those type of movies where it's like basically you're in the eyes of a character trying to figure it out and then you realize that the character was like in an insane asylum or the character was uh-huh. operated on and like that's the classic. So it's really just a trippy story and <laughs> it's not done just like the the controls, the combat, the game length, the puzzles. It's not done entirely too well either. Unfortunately. Yeah. Um, the music's inconsequential. Like you're you're gonna hear music at the beginning of this episode that those listening to iTunes already heard, and at the end that are gonna be like, eh? <laughs> like man, <"Meh." laughs> like it's okay. You have to put that in. <laughs> like I mean, I'll throw it on there, but um, yeah, the ad. So I mean, basically, uh, did we have any listener thoughts or comments? Yes, let me open those up because I did have a few. Like so a I every week what I do is I like to do a poll. 
I let people know what game we're going to be playing. And then I asked them, did you play it or not? And then, so 65 people, this is our lowest poll so far, but 65 <laughs> people voted. 9% played it. 91% haven't. Including me. I'm part of that 9%. <laughs> so here's what we had. So at Chaz underscore Hodges said, it nails the aesthetic of early Resident Evil at all, but totally flunks the character. A remarkably bland game inside a unique visual shell. Then Jeffrey Wintenhagen said, oh, I think we were going to have the least amount of plays with this one. <laughs> True story. 9%. At, and then the last one I had was at Limited Run Fan said, I liked it when I first saw it because the screenshots reminded me of the early Silent Hill games. But after watching the long play, I found this game kind of meh. Can be done in 75 minutes in first playthrough and enemies are rotisserie chickens. WTF. I say poop, but <laughs> rotisserie <laughs> chickens. I could see chickens. And then, like, random plant things coming out of the floor that, I don't know, just made no sense to me. Yeah, I mean, it's all the different parts of his brain, I think, that are moving around. Like, that's... Yeah. It's... Just, it's yeah. I, I don't... I mean, either it's so meta that we just don't get it, or it's done <laughs> poorly. <laughs> either way, like... Um, so, for my recommendation with this one, I wrote, So short that I beat it in an hour or so. Lacking challenge, and overall, would only recommend this game if you want a trippy story. Mm -hmm. That's it. It's, I mean, and and if that's the case, watch a YouTube video. Yeah, it's, even a even a full let's play is what they said seventy five minutes from the uh, from yep. the listener comment. So like, and it's yeah. it's accurate. I think I saw an hour twenty five. So I yeah, mean, yeah, I got lost a few times and I was done in that. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and there was nothing in that game that really required you to backtrack to the point that you wouldn't know where to go. I mean, there was one part where I think you're on the roof, and it's just kind of hard to tell just because of the graphics that there was an opening on a scaffolding, like on the, not on the scaffolding, but like on the ledge. And that to me, like, okay, maybe I missed it the first time, but you know, it's weird because like even in the very beginning of the game, you're on the roof, you go inside, and then you find a note saying, look behind the AC unit for a key. Yeah. So, you know, you go back and there's the key. And I honestly thought, like, oh, okay, like, maybe I could have done it in the beginning and there wouldn't be a key. But when I started it again, you could find the key already. So it's nothing like, you know, they make you have to actually find all the information. You could kind of still get through the game for the most part. Vastly, yeah. So my recommendation would be the same thing. If you really want to experience this game, maybe just watch a professionally done video on it so you don't have to stumble around. And you could fast forward through the walking. But, yeah, sadly... <laughs> Sadly, you know, I believe me, I wanted to love this game. I was so looking forward to it from the first time that the trailer, you know, showed up. <laughs> and I remember even reaching out to Radalika because it kind of had gone radio silence. And I didn't even know when it was coming out. And then all of a sudden it just released. But yeah, this is one that even for $9.99, you probably could pass on it. Yeah, it was. It was and I'm sad to say that I don't like to review things poorly. I like sad, everything. Panda. I'm, I am. I'm, I'm am. an honest. I'm an honest broker when it comes to reviews, though, because like it just wasn't a good game. Yeah. <laughs> no, I I want to be honest to our listeners, um, but those who know me know that I like everything. So to say something's not good, it's probably not good. Probably really bad. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, and that they may have went silent just because they got such bad reviews because they probably spent a lot of time making it. So, well, it got a physical. It got a physical through Play Asia, uh, not through the Switch on the PS Vita, I believe, just recently last month. Yeah. So I thought, oh wow, and, and I, at that point I hadn't seen anything on the game. So I said, wow, it got a physical. I'm really hoping the Switch gets a physical. Yeah, this probably this doesn't need a physical. You're hoping it doesn't now, because then you have to buy it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So what are we playing next week, though? That's what so, I want. Yeah, wanted. it's my pick, and it is. Uh, as I mentioned, I'm gonna stay in the year ni- two, 19, uh, 1995. <laughs> going back to it again. No, um, <laughs> yeah, no, as I said, I'm I'm staying with the first year of the Switch. So that okay, way I'm we're playing games that I'm going to write reviews on. Um, sure. I went through a few of the games that I, I wanted to see digitally that I'm writing about in the book. I think yeah. that the one I want to go with. Um, it doesn't have a confirmed physical, and even if it does, I still want to play it because um, it does have a confirmed physical on other systems. Yes, um, a whole new world. Oh, we. Oh, yes, nice. Okay, good. Because it was released on the PS4. Yes, Didn't... my limited run games. Yes, okay. I, I knew I saw it on the somewhere. Switch. I wanted on the Switch so bad. It had a Konami-looking cover, and it looks awesome. And it's a retro-style platformer. You can, like, jump down any pit, and it, like, inverts the world into the nether. Oh, and, oh it looks so cool. Wait, whole new... Oh, wait a minute. This is getting a physical. When? All right, give me one second. There's, there's, no, whole... confir- there's no confirmation. Is... You're talking what ifs, ands, yes. and buts, and coconuts. No, no, no. This is whole new world H-O-L-E, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so give me one second. I'm going to pull it up for you. So JP has to know because he's the a-hole in a whole new world. (laughs) (laughs) That's not nice. Okay. So a whole new world. So that's castle hearts. Hold on one second. Oh no. Maybe, Mm -mm. you know, hold on. Yes, I got it. Okay. So first press games, which I believe is German based, um, they have announced that they're going to be doing Switch physical games. Yes, they're from Germany. So I can even, I'm pulling it up right now. Do, 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 give me one more second. I like to give specific. So on, on May 25th, on May 25th on Twitter, first press games announced our very first physical release will be A Whole New World by Mad Gear Games. The Nindy merges elements of some of the best NES classics into one incredible retro experience. If you love 8-bit games and challenging action platformers with tight controls, this one is for you. So, so, And I heard that they sh- we may be seeing collector editions as well from the studio. So they announced uh, three, uh, three games, the first three games, but A Whole New World is going to be their first one. And I'm just watching the trailer on their Twitter page right now as you're talking and yeah, this looks awesome. I can't wait to play this. So, yeah, we're still playing it. <laughs> oh, no, I know. Yeah. I'm just looking forward um, to it now. That being said, while that sucks, is it's not going to be in the book now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? It hasn't come out yet, so it's it could true. still, depending on when, you know, they actually open up pre-orders. Right now, this is still just uh, an announcement. Well, I, oh. I think the, um, the threshold I'm going to utilize for the book is going to be, if it's announced as a physical... Um, you count probably, it as a physical. We'll probably avoid it, just like Ghost That's and fair. Ghost and um, on Epic too. Yeah. So, I mean, I'll probably because otherwise, then when it's physical, we'll write another another section on it. I mean, now I'm gonna have a cutoff. Like it might be 
like a cutoff will be X date, and if there's like if it's announced after that, it's gonna be in the volume. Like that's just how yeah. it works. But um, but yeah, that's that's gonna be the game for the for the week for sure. Yeah. I need to reach out. So my goal is going to be I'm gonna try and reach out to Mad Gear Games, the developer. I'm also gonna try and reach out to First Press Games. Uh, I don't know if it's too early for them to you know talk about their games or not, but I am going to. But at least Mad Gear Games, the developer, I think you know would be would be happy to talk. So I'm going to see if we can get a hold of them in the next week. They're from well, it says Spain, Austria, etc. Smiley face. So it looks like they are a team nice. of developers. So, but yeah, I I think this would be great to talk to them about this game. So I'm going to do my best to see if we can get them on for an interview. And the best part is on the eShop on the switch it's like 5.99 i want to say or five bucks it's either 4.99 or 5.99 it's on sale right now Ooh. so and it's not like i'm grabbing my switch as we're talking right now to go yeah. buy so that i guess i'll wait a few more minutes but i'm yeah whole new world i'm gonna i'm gonna post i'll so i'll post this on twitter as well we'll open up a poll we'll see who's played it and get some feedback as well exactly and then um before we jump over to the 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 switch book um so next conventions and all that um and projects so i um announced online but i've been confirmed i'm going to retro world expo in connecticut in september nice so, yeah, congratulations i'm gonna be doing a you... panel on the switch of course you are because <laughs> we'll probably have a certain switch book like live by then or about to be live wow. That's crazy to think. Yeah, how far is Connecticut for you? Uh, I think the convention was two and a half hours away. So that's an easy drive for a weekend. Yeah, we're gonna. I'm gonna try. I can't guarantee anything, but I'm gonna see if we could work it in the schedule to get there. Because I, I mean, you, you didn't invite me on the panel or anything, but I think it'd be cool to come. <laughs> well, I, 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 I will definitely get some guest uh, badges and things. So. Okay. And we're working on room accoutrements right now because I always try to make things work with a bunch of buddies out there and stuff. So I know um, out there it'll be uh, Mike Levy, who is does Dude, Have You Played This Game? and does Pixel 2 mm-hmm. Radio. Um, and then Rewind Mike, he's on YouTube, mm-hmm. and they'll be out there. And possibly Dan from Rebel Gaming Club, he might be going out. Nice. So, like, a lot of people. And then, of course, I know Lance from Retro World TV. He runs it. I know Lance pretty well. He's cool, so. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be... It's it's a great convention. I haven't been there in a few years, though, since I've moved. So um, I'm flying into Hartford uh, probably the literally midnight the night before the convention's mm-hmm. on Saturday. So I won't get into, like, midnight. But um, I'm going to stay, though, through Sunday and, like, leave out on Monday. So I'm going to actually hang out that Sunday night, too. Just oh, to, okay. Just to, like, not have to rush back. Do you already have the date for the panel? Um, They haven't announced panel times. I sent my description and everything. Okay. Uh, Hopefully I, they'll advertise it better than uh, Midwest. Um, Most conventions are, are pretty um spotty when it comes to promotion of panels and that. And sometimes you're lucky if they even post, like, where it is at the during the convention at like yeah. for people to be able to find you like it's yeah it it's didn't crazy. help that we didn't even know where to go well, that's what i'm saying that's how a lot of conventions go um yeah i remember retro world the 
couple years ago when I went, I was on Game Straighty One's panel with him, and he was on my panel with me. And it was we did some, <laughs> we did some crazy cross coordination. That was like first time we were on each other's panels and stuff, and but it was super cool. And I remember too that there was a seller there that had sealed Turbo Graphics sixteen games. Oh wow! I got Lords of Thunder sealed and the VHS tape. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I got some craziness there. That was amazing. That was at Retro World, though. Um, nice. Yeah, it was, it was super cool, though. Um, so that's a convention, and if you're coming out, then yes, you will have a, a way in. Um. Awesome. <laughs> you know, not to jump back, but we forgot to mention one thing that's actually kind of important in terms of collectors. And I think before we before I forget, I just wanted we'll, to... We'll do that at the end. Um, All right, fine, right, um, fine. I'll keep it to the end. Yeah. I'm so excited to share. All right. Yeah. Yeah, share later. <laughs> okay, fair so, enough. So we gotta go to the next one. Um, so the projects. So the Walter Day Gaming Superstars uh, Volume One is ending in a week. So this is the last week to back the book on Kickstarter. Um, so basically, we're at like two hundred over two hundred percent funded. So awesome. That, that book's happening. Um, it's a little bit slower of a book because I'm not actually running point on it. The co-author, Todd Friedman's running point. Um, yeah. I haven't had time right now because I'm working on the Virtual Boy book. Like I haven't and doing Switch Mania Playcast. Um, I haven't had really had time to do the normal Kickstarter marketing and that. So, but like the book's done. It's a smaller book. It's you know it's like thirty bucks for the the hardcover. It's gonna be one of the giant hardcovers, but it's a smaller, like probably 150, 200 page book. Mm-hmm. but it's about the cards for walter day and stories and it's it's pretty cool um i i enjoyed making it and it's for walter everything's going to him so all the extra books everything so it'll be available in my store as long as we have stock but walter might get all the books if we're only doing a small print run so mm-hmm. it'll be cool um virtual boy book i literally have been writing i finished almost every single review now in that and there was hundreds nice. so because i did every homebrew i had to write like a paragraph or two on each homebrew game and some mm-hmm. of the homebrew games are really simplistic so it's tough writing some sus- substance on them um, all i have left is some of the japanese exclusives and then i'll uh be done formatting it and that sucker will be getting set to the printer after i get all the backer reviews um super nintendo books now are completely shipped out all the pocket edition complete snes the paperback pocket guys they're freaking huge by the way they're heavy <laughs> like it's crazy they're like almost two pounds for a paperback like it's, wow yeah it has that cool sarumaru purple cover <laughs> it's just amazing looking and i mean they're they're constantly um get we're constantly having people buy them and really really cool to to see everybody jumping in on it and then i showed jp the treasure box that i released with that which is Mm -hmm. really really cool um so that's awesome so then one thing we didn't talk about earlier but it's on the topic of books is the switch book so uh last week we were talking about the formatting so i added the switch collector logo Uh, instead of changing around the way that the format is that we were talking about last week Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually we put the switch collector logo at the beginning of where the text starts, so your eyes drawn right where it starts. So I think mm-hmm. it flows really well now with that, and so I think that's going to be the route uh, we go with that. And then 
I went through and just worked on that formatting throughout the book, and that's what I was accomplished on the Switch Collector book. However, we were talking nice. about some new tiers and things, and I threw out uh, an idea, which you created a poll off of, um, and I said, what if we take all the lackluster releases from the Switch from year one and mm-hmm. do insert cover art? So you mm-hmm. can literally take and take the insert cover out and put it inside your already existing game. Like, put it right in the inside. So it has to be like thin paper. It would just be artwork behind the, in, inside the case. Mm-hmm. And I think it would be cool. I think, uh, do you have the results of that poll? Because I didn't look after, like, everybody was really positive with it, but I didn't look at the results at the end. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't really have feedback. I think the, I don't remember the percentage, but the majority were interested in it and thought it would be a cool feature to have. Yeah, it was like seventy uh, or eighty percent when I, when I was looking yeah. at it. It was in the this was like two hours into the poll or something, which it was a mm-hmm. day. So there might have been a lot more with that. Um, it was cool though. Um, so that might be a thing, and that might be a thing that we do as with the switch collector as a stretch goal. Mm-hmm. Or, That'd be cool. Yeah, or something like that. But the only thing is, is that. We would need to know how many, so that would right. require every going through every single game from 2017, finding how many have lackluster in innards, <laughs> um, <laughs> and then the, how much it would cost to do, you know, massive right. amounts of of printing. But I mean, it wouldn't be difficult to do. I wouldn't have to like use a printing company for that. I could do that in house. I'd go to a Kinkos or something for that. Hmm. You can get professionally done stuff there, so I'm not worried about that. But I think that would be pretty cool. Um, and I know you were looking into some like custom switches and switch controllers and some cool stuff from some artists, so I think that yes, might be did. a cool idea. Yeah, so I got the information for that that I'm, I'll share with you afterwards. I, I heard back from him, but cool. yeah, it's, he's a very talented guy. He's working with some big companies now to do... Uh, custom switch consoles and joy cons and he even has his own indiegogo that was successfully funded for a pro controller super smash project where he's going where he's making um a pro controller for each character yeah so custom color custom design on it uh his name's captain alex he's awesome i uh, definitely check him out on instagram to see all of his all of his works i mean it's just unbelievable so I'm hoping we can work with him to do a custom Switch Collector console or Joy-Con because I think that'd be really cool to have. So and, I don't know yeah. if you realize, though, but with a couple of my old releases, I did custom NESs and custom Super Nintendos. Yes, I think I remember yeah, seeing that. CK Signs was the artist who he did um, like high-quality automotive paint and mm-hmm. art brushing, like... And it was like he did custom Mega Man and Mario and Zelda and um, like he he did with my first Super Nintendo Kickstarter he did custom Super Nintendo and controllers, and then with my NES oddities he did NES versions, and so that was super cool. Um, when in the future if I go to the Sega Genesis, which I'm still working on formatting, I'm gonna see mm-hmm. if he, I'm gonna give him first dibs see if he wants to do Genesis too. Um, nice. The other thing that I've been doing in The Quiet, which will be a Switch Mania Playcast, you get into 
an hour and tw- over an hour thirty into the, the <laughs> podcast and hear it exclusive is uh, are do you know an arcade custom arcade artist who released a bunch of awesome cabinets including a Ducktales arcade and a Legend of Zelda arcade and a Mega Man arcade and they're no. done with high quality paint and artwork and so Game Strategy One got a Ducktales one at Game On last year and mm-hmm. the guy does like amazing work like he does he does custom like full size arcade games and he uh, does painting and inlays and yeah it's like it's super cool and so i've been chatting with him cuz he's a buddy <laughs> yeah and i'm like hey so and and he runs it's rewind by design is what he does oh yeah and so he's working on like uh one for sydney hunter for the um for the for the uh game on he's working on Mm -hmm. one right now and game on is is coming up in august so he's working on that but i said hey would you be interested in doing a premium switch arcade mini cab because i showed him the mini cabs we're having done and right. if that's the case though those ones would be the budget ones which are still amazing looking they're full oh, yeah. like arcades and but they're um the art on those is you know printed art whereas his would be all custom painted wow <laughs> and that's yeah my attention yeah, I just don't know what kind of pricing and all that, but it would be a uh-huh. premium tier. It'd be expensive, but like it would be amazing. And he might only do a couple. Like he might do like one or two or five or whatever he can handle. It might be like mm-hmm. the ones or twos. But yeah, like the the guy does phenomenal work. If you look up Legend of Zelda Arcade online, Rewind by Design, you're gonna be like, yeah. Oh my god. He even did like the speaker hole as a Triforce. Like. Oh wow! <laughs> Gold um. inlays and like yeah, it's. <laughs> I reached out to him, um, and that being said, I do that stuff just to support other awesome artists, and because like I think it's cool, so somebody else will think it's cool, and it helps support the the Kickstarters and everything. And oh yeah, absolutely. Because, I mean, they're still going to get a book, too, so it's still supporting the book. <laughs> I'm excited for this. I want this to launch. I'm ready to... Yeah. I'm ready for... Well, I mean, I'm not ready because I'm still doing my piece on it, but I have started writing, which is good. I I finally made that leap. And the thing is, is once I get the Virtual Boy book to print, because that's the thing, and the Walter Day book to print, is, like, literally getting those. Once they're to print, they'll be in production. It, the production takes six to eight weeks. So... Mm-hmm. I mean, but while that's happening, I'm working on other stuff. So the, the Switch book is going to be the priority. And, yeah. I mean, the write-ups are longer than what I do for my complete collector books. Complete mm-hmm. collector books, you're getting a paragraph, whereas we're writing multiple paragraphs on every game for the Switch. And some games are getting four pages. like so. Wow. Yeah, so the Switch book's going to be amazing. And then... I mean, the thing is, we need to release it just so that way people stop announcing some of these digital games. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Take up, pages it's in the book. away to my book. <laughs> yeah, we're actually, um, I think we're going to be due for a um, live stream where I go over the ins- inserts, the inside of the book so we can do a QC again. Because we did that like months ago. 
and yep. like I had, I took a bunch of notes. I fixed everything. Took all the feedback from because we had like multiple people watching online too. Um, mm-hmm. Took all the feedback, and then and now we got to do it again, and then remove stuff like Ghost in an Epic and stuff like that that's in the digital that has confirmed releases. Right. And probably gonna have to. I don't know. It depends on how your write ups are. Whether we're gonna create a separate section for the switch mania did you know collectors or mm-hmm. if it gets incorporated onto the page or if there's so much that it gets another page or two um don't so i would to... say yeah i would say take a look at the few that i've written yeah. um so that way you kind of give me because i've never you know this is my first time writing for a book so yeah. i i don't have that experience so i would say take a look at what i've done and then maybe give me some feedback and then i can tune it up and then know how to proceed with the remaining ones and then because uh, you'll see how I wrote it but I'm pretty much kind of listing the what the exclusive items were you know where they were available so I'm just curious what your thoughts are on that yeah I mean because the thing about it is is it's going to be it has to flow well for the um, for the narrative of the book um, right so that'll be interesting um and then, like, I'll just have to look at your your section. What, did you put it at the end of the file, or I put it at the end of each of the games? Okay, that'll be near. Impossible and I I think to... I highlighted mine in red. Okay. If you type in, if you do a search for like JP's collector corner or segment, it's it it's the same like header for each one. Okay, um, it, it, it'll be easy to see. You'll you'll see it. Let me see. So, like, like I did it for Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild, and is there room in the Breath of the Wild? Because the the games that I wrote at the top are the are the spreads that have room for. Oh, okay. So if you wrote about Zelda, it would be like, all right. So let me remove that giant full page picture that looks amazing to Zelda, and then we'd have to put more text. <laughs> yeah. So I would say let's take a look because you did mention some of the, yeah we'll 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 talk about it. Yeah, so it'll, it'll be, but that's the thing like we're gonna be doing with the switch book is just going back and forth and and coming up with oh, yeah. good ideas and refining it and some stuff may make the cut, some stuff may not make the cut just for the sake of interest. Right. And I mean the book is gonna have as much as we can, and if we want to include everything, we can always throw something in the back if it doesn't fit the purview. Cause right. But we have to do is we have to create a consistent layout that's sustainable to 2018. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and 2018 is probably true. going to be two more books. So, yeah. I mean, and the I thing mean, is, is that we might be able to release volume, like say 2018 is volume two and volume three. We might be able to release both books concurrently or in the same year. Like right. it's not, it's not like it can't be done. Um, I mean, I'm biased, but this, I mean, this is a must for, for Nintendo switch collectors. Yeah, and we're gonna try to hit every single aspect. Yeah. So, like, and that's with... why these live streams are good because you have so many collectors in the community that, you know, we know a lot, but we also rely on the community to fill us in on something that may have been overlooked or was limited or just something that may have flown under the radar. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm glad we do this to allow them the chance to look at it early on and then offer their feedback. Exactly, and then like. I'm sitting there editing stuff in the actual book, whereas I don't always update the um, 
Word document too. So there might be stuff you notice in the Word document. It might already be fixed in the actual book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that'd be fun too. But yeah, um, so that's the update of the book though. Is that it's it's coming along. Um, as you start writing pieces, we're gonna be able to refine the book as yeah. well. And right now. Um, it's giving me time because you're getting caught up now on the collector parts. Is it's giving me time to finish up the other two, the other two books. Yeah. So it's once I push those through and get those out because I mean number one I got to get the uh, the ones that are already backed. So mm-hmm. and then once that's done, then it's it's full bore on one book the switch. Um, yes. And then if I get switched out. I'll move over to Sega Genesis for a while. <laughs> I wrote a couple Sega Genesis reviews last week too. Nice. Bubba and Sticks. Keep yourself busy. Bubba and Sticks and Buck Rogers. Contact oh, nice. Distinction. I wrote those too. But I mean, those are paragraph <laughs> reviews where I, it's you got to write minimalistically. So. Right. Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> so I'd say, um, let's get to your mulligan. Yes. Okay. So one kickstarter that got announced today i'm bringing it up because they've only they only have it open for seven days and right now it has five days to go it's r-type final two yeah aiming for a brand new the best shmup shoot them up ever and uh, so this is by granzella and i'm bringing this up because a lot of times people ask oh do you know if the kickstarter is having a switch physical this one is and it's 60 dollars for us or actually well it equates to 60 us dollars the shipping is $30, and the reason right now for that is because they have a universal shipping price, so it's $30 or the equivalent of that worldwide. They did mention that they are looking into you know, finding cost reductions, and hopefully they can do that. But I'm bringing it up because if anyone's been on the fence about this, their initial pledge goal was $416,267. Yeah, they're at over $500,000. Yep, 513,336 as of right now with almost 4,500 backers. In five 48 days to go. hours. In 48 yeah, hours, they, they raised a half a million dollars. So and people they, want a already, new R-Type. They, they've already gone through their first stretch goal. I mean, the physical is going to come. I mean, it's, I don't see a reason why anything would happen on this one. But if it's something that you're interested in, it's showing five days only. Uh, for Kickstarter, they're going to have an exclusive... I think slipcover for the physical. Obviously, it could be picked up by a publisher at some point and and released, you know, through a limited company. But you know, if you're a collector and you want something exclusive, you really can't go wrong with this. And then outside of that, they have art books, music CDs, T-shirts, things like that. But there is a Switch physical coming, so back it now if you want and, to. And it shows the estimated delivery as 2020 December, which, which is just which is, an arbitrary date. Yeah. I think I put December 2020 on the complete virtual boy like book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not going to take that long. Um, so it's good to see, too, because I, I remember seeing a couple people in one of the groups saying, oh, it only has a week left. doesn't look like it's going to do too well. And right. Somebody was like, it's a seven-day campaign. I'm like, oh, it's like 80% in like an uh-huh. hour. <laughs> like, I mean, it's crazy how fast it went, but it's, I mean, it's, it's flying now. I mean, that's cool, and I'm happy to see that R-Type's getting some love, because that's a great franchise. And another example of a Switch game that's reviving an old franchise. <laughs> like, so many, man. I know. Love it. Like, that's I mean, just a just, platform for it. It goes to show you that the Switch love is real, man. 
And I would say with that, I would say it's time to bid you adieu. Sounds good to me. <laughs> All right, so where to find us? I'm at HagensAlley.com, and everything is Hagens Alley on social media. Where can they find you? JPSwitchmania.com, and type in JPSwitchmania, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram. You'll find me, and I'm all about the Switch. All right, see you later. See you later.